on in, guys, because it's time for another episode of Outwatch, a Survivor Rewatch podcast. My name is Alex, your host and guide, leading us through our journey through past seasons of Survivor as we, we as we rewatch, recap, and react. We are in our fifth season of Outwatch, in which we are watching Survivor China, Survivor's 15th season. And today we will be tackling episode 12 of this season titled Going for the Oscar. We're almost at the end of our Survivor China rewatch journey. Uh, so stick with us here through this final leg as we conclude this memorable season. But of course, I'm not alone here in the Outwatch booth. In fact, I'm joined by three of my friends who are experiencing this season for the very first time, starting, as always, with Adam. Welcome to Outwatch. So good to be here. Uh, so one of my, you know, favorite things about this show and, and what we've experienced so far is that we have we are growing a robust zoo, um, keeping in it our our animals, which have been created via the mouths of our players. Um, perhaps most famously, we have llamas in the zoo. Um, earlier this season, Eric added some goats into this zoo. Um, this one's kind of a stretch. Like the cat, the cat on the poster. Oh, hang in there. There's a there's a cat poster in our zoo. Um <laughs> Sometimes Rupert comes to the zoo and he looks around and says this. I didn't know they made such an animal. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's that's probably all I've got here. But but this episode, um, a new animal is added to this zoo, and those are wild birds, which are um, added via Amanda Kimmel and her sister. Don't worry, folks, we'll play this clip here in a, in a minute, but. This is such a wild clip. I have to let it run for a while, so I'm not going to do it yet. Um, but Adam, I, I want to find out from the rest of our group here, which animal do you hope or expect will be the next entry um, into our Survivor Zoo? I, I had assumed that it was already in the zoo, but you didn't list it. So uh, probably Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm. Mm. Can you can you tame caged. Sonic the Hedgehog? Can't be caged. It's a good question, man. I don't know. <laughs> Boom, Sonic the Hedgehog style. <laughs> yeah, something to consider. Right. <laughs> if you put Sonic the Hedgehog in a cage, he's going to eat a chili dog and run right out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Is there time out? Okay. I, I, I've watched the cartoon. I know that like he eats chili dogs. Is yeah. there a reason for this or is it just something they added to the cartoons? I think it's just a thing they added to the cartoons. OK. Yeah, I don't think there's any in-game lore for Sonic the Hedgehog. like chili I mean, dog. I don't re I don't remember that from playing the game. Yeah, my Sonic the Hedgehog journey ends somewhere around Sonic 3D for the Sega Genesis. So Ooh. like they, they could have expanded the lore a lot. But You never played Sonic Adventure? For the Dreamcast slash GameCube, I, I might have played that. Was that like the 3D one? Like you were yeah. behind Sonic? Yeah, yeah, I played that at like McDonald's. <laughs> I don't think I ever owned it. Wait, are, I think are you thinking of the Sonic Racing game? Because that one was at McDonald's for sure. Maybe I'm thinking of that one. Sonic Adventure, you play 
you know, there's the Sonic run, but then there's also like Tails and Knuckles and Big the Cat and Amy Rose and the big bad guys, the big chaos water monster. I don't remember. It's Maybe. a broken mess. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a broken mess. Yeah. Kind of hard to make a Sonic the Hedgehog game in the modern era. So mm. stay tuned to our sister pod in which we <laughs> discuss the modern era. The modern we discuss era. Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Emily, welcome to Outwatch. Thanks for having me. What is going to be our next animal added to the Survivor Zoo in your estimation? Oh, gosh. Um, I think I personally enjoy trying to make turkey calls. It's not a thing that people do. Let's hear it. <laughs> can you, yeah, can you give yeah, us an example? Obviously, I was going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Every Thanksgiving, I think I do that. So... <laughs> You know, like throw your head up to heaven and just like, the visual was a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that would be really nice for, for the listeners at home. Oh Emily God. threw her head back, yeah, looking, to, looking the sky, to the heavens, shook her head back and forth as she made that noise. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like a uh, uh, one of the Muppets, like like Kermit the Frog, like freaking yeah. out, like. <laughs> <laughs> see i think we could get a lot of rapport built through some turkey calls amazing also here's a question i have though don't people make weird noises for like pig calls or something is it pigs that they call Sweet. yeah Great. So, <laughs> that could be something else Maybe they'll find wild boars on the island and have to pig yeah. call it'd be like survivor everglades there you go. I've <laughs> got wild boars there. I, I I would love I would love a survivor episode where they're like, yeah, they're alligators in the water, but like honestly, your biggest threat, they're wild boars out there. Yeah. Good luck, y'all. Like, <laughs> Try not to get gored. Don't get gored. Like Robert You're Baratheon. Blame the conquistadors. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> oh, Scott. Welcome to Outwatch. Hello. Scott, what? animal will be our next zoo attraction i don't know it's really hard to follow the turkey call (laughs) um for some reason the only thing that came to mind was like the killer whale because i was thinking about free willy nice (laughs) (laughs) and that has nothing to do with survivor but (laughs) sir squinton should also be human experience Uh, Jay singing the survivor song could be in the zoo. It's not really an animal, but it's <coughs> similar energy, you know. Um, okay, good stuff. Let's go ahead and move on here to this episode. Like we said, this is episode 12 of Survivor China titled Going for the Oscar. Why don't you say we start things off here by taking a trip down to Tree Mail and walking through the main points of this episode? Come along. I think we're really missing the opportunity to use tree mail as our advertising segment. So I think oh. we should rename this segment. Okay. Not that we have advertisers. Yeah. But just a thought I had. We can keep going. No, that would be a fun <laughs> way of going about this. It's like, oh, and yep. what's in tree mail? Oh, it's a sprint palm pilot. 
Yes. <laughs> like a, a sprint blackberry <laughs> international version yeah. the international version step two we just have to get some advertisers <laughs> i have some commentary on that cell phone by the way so i'm excited for All this right. one <laughs> yeah i'm excited to get into that this episode kicks right off with a bang we've got loved ones here folks loved ones visit slash challenge it's a reward challenge where they're going through mazes blindfolded with their loved ones. And uh, the winner gets to go on a boat ride and eat with their loved one. And then they come back to camp. Denise wins this and takes her husband, of course, along with and then brings Todd and Amanda and their loved ones along as well. On the boat, Denise gets a call on a Sprint phone from her daughter that Sprint phone has excellent coverage. Sprint has the nation's best network, um, even back in 2007. No, it did not. <laughs> that is the biggest lie. <laughs> no, not a chance at all. Can you hear me now? <laughs> the reason they asked the question is because they didn't have coverage anywhere. <laughs> Aren't they the ones that merged into T-Mobile? Yeah, T-Mobile yeah. owns them now. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Ice Sprint. Yeah, really a, a artifact of a bygone era here. Yeah. Uh, the, the major drama and sticking point coming out of this challenge is when, when Todd's sister um, enters from the jungle, Todd receives a message from his sister that, um, sadly, their other sister... Um, lost their child or lost her child in a, in a miscarriage, which is sad and um, of course tragic, but the folks at camp, namely uh, Courtney and Eric doubt that that really happened and think that Todd may be playing this up for sympathy, but Todd reveals that it was real. Um, and this was a real um, sad and upsetting message that he received from his sister, even though the others maybe didn't necessarily believe it or thought that he was, um, playing it up later the reward winners return with their loved ones to camp and with chocolate on their fingers for their tribe mates to slurp up and denise and pg smooth things over um, after pg was upset from not being picked pg brought denise on her last reward and denise did not return the favor which pg was upset by but they have a conversation here and and end up smoothing things over at the immunity challenge, we've got one of these classic survivor challenges where they are strapped to a, a rope and they have to navigate various obstacles. But then at the end of the obstacle, they are met with a conundrum. Which of these two things was invented in China? And depending on the answer you select, if it's right, you get a key, you run back and you can unlock a, a thing. Uh, PG wins this challenge, <laughs> comes back. Um, Todd had the lead and PG usurps the throne. Back at camp, Eric, uh, tries to talk to Denise and Amanda. And then later, later PG follows suit, working on Denise, trying to convince one of them to vote out Todd instead of Eric. But ultimately their efforts are unsuccessful and Eric Huffman voted out here at the final six by a vote of four to two. Prince Eric, gone but not forgotten here in this episode. 
let's start out here by uh, by talking about Eric, like we often do, who is eliminated at this point. Emily, uh, Eric, one of your remaining two tribe members, leaving you with just Courtney now. Uh, talk about Eric's game and what may have gone wrong for him here uh, this episode. Yeah. What you know, game? Well, <laughs> let's be honest. Eric didn't have much of a game, but he did last a long time. He did. So I think he had a lot of odds stacked against him. He was in the tribe that just was not doing well. It's interesting to see him contrasted with PG, who's really, you know, hustling and yeah. trying to stay in the game, whereas Eric... He's more laid back, but I think that comes off as him just like he just doesn't have as much strategy as PG and he's just kind of like going along for the ride. He wants to be in the game, but he's not making any big moves, you know, he's more relational than strategic. Yeah. So I think if he had started off on a different foot, it would have been interesting to see how he played this game. But ultimately, don't think he was. a a player with a big personality yeah. to get him through the challenges that he faced. Eric is the most laid back. Yeah. <laughs> he's wildly laid back. Yeah. <laughs> he just never seems to care. Like even when he's on the chopping block, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing what I can, mm -hmm. but I'm just going to be really even keel about it. And I'm just going to accept my fate. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> Kind of how he always is. Mm -hmm. The most we got from Eric this whole season was when he was making goat noises. That's true. That was, was when he really popped. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> the goat, Eric. Yep. The goat. <laughs> uh, Emily, you're down now after losing Eric to just Courtney. Quick reset here before we get too deep into this episode. Um, after Eric is lost. Emily, you're left with just Courtney on your tribe. Adam is left with just Denise on your tribe. And Scott, you have the distinct player advantage now with three players left in the game. Todd, Amanda, and PG. Um, coming down to the penultimate episode next time. Yes, I do. I have three players. That's one more than James had idols. That is <laughs> just a reminder. James got voted out with two idols in his pocket. In case we forgot. Yes. Yep. Yet somehow I still don't feel confident. <laughs> I, I think you should. You have the most strategic players on your team. I say you have the two big hitters. Plus yeah. someone else. Who else would it be? I mean, I would argue that the three most strategic yeah. players oh, are Todd. yeah you're right i trying. forgot about todd i was yeah, thinking about yeah. pg and amanda <laughs> yeah so i guess we better pick out something good for the winner this year eh? <laughs> <laughs> you never know courtney or denise could swoop yep. in yep. uh let's start here with our highlights from this episode um adam if you want to go first what was the biggest moment uh from this episode for you um, biggest moment from this episode for me, I honestly, I, I kind of forget everything that happened in this episode after this moment. Um, and it happened pretty early on. So that's not great for a podcast, but, uh, <laughs> Courtney's dad is British. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. 
That's yeah, just like everything yeah. to me now. Like <laughs> Courtney cannot become a more interesting person in my mind. <laughs> this loved one's visit. Uh I cannot wait. We could spend four hours on this loved one's visit. <laughs> this is a top tier. It's <laughs> good. Uh loved one situation. Also, other thing that happened, I, this was quick, real, real quick. Amanda's sister got a blur when she was jumping into the water, Whoa. which is just like, it's in the family. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's the Kimmel thing. <laughs> just, they're very blurrable. <laughs> Do you think there's a possibility that maybe they were like, hey, could you like blur us if there's anything like remotely bad? I have no idea. Like, could that be a thing? Do I would think? be doing so much sway, like, because I'm sure that there's like, you know, an FCC like regulation. And then I wonder if there's like a like a lower limit where it's like, OK, like, yeah, we'll blur anything below this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you like them themselves wanted to be kept like. Sure. You know, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Well, based but, yeah. on some of Amanda Kimmel's other exploits, I don't know if she's that worried about that. <laughs> what does that mean take, take it do with it what you will I'm so curious Can I can't go- google she has a bit of a modeling she has a bit of a modeling career after this season oh really wait yeah. what What? she has a bit of a modeling career after this season uh-huh. I don't know if career is what you would call it but um, she you know she cashes in Good for her. Good for yeah. her. Yeah, so, uh, Emily, what about you? What's the uh, the highlight of this episode for you? Um, I think it's not a good one, but seeing the everybody in the last challenge, the immunity challenge, and how freaking drained they no. were, it was so sad to watch. Like great challenge, though. Just, it was, but it was like holy crap! Like everyone was just slogging, and they looked. They're out of breath and they just looked miserable. Mm-hmm. Jeff, Jeff, that challenge. And I was like, I, I was like, this is miserable. Like, this is going to be a slog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And every time someone had a key that didn't work, they just like lost it. They yeah, that would suck. We're so defeated. Yeah. I was like, this is just the most depressing challenge I've ever seen. Cause you know, like it's really hitting them now. Mm-hmm. Just the toll that the game is taking on them good final five immunity challenge like no no doubt about that but man that was rough yeah it was yeah. hard it was hard to watch scott what about you um this is random it's, it goes back to like the loved ones visit but i just and this is, doesn't necessarily have to be just this one but i'm always struck by like what the loved ones wear oh to the like we had the one guy wearing like the like Courtney's dad wearing like the dress, like the Dockers. Yep. Like the business casual and stuff. And like, I don't know. I just, I'm always like, I've just always, I'm like wondering, like, did they dress themselves knowing they were going to go on to survivor? Mm-hmm. Like, and what probably would, be, you know, what would you wear? So like Whitney's on survivor. Yeah. You're going to visit her on the loved one visit. What would you wear, Scott? I don't know. I wouldn't wear Dockers though. <laughs> <laughs> Some like Air Force Ones. Or... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm not. The, I'm not like 
people can wear what they want to wear. I don't care. I'm just, right. <laughs> I just, I'm always just intrigued by it. Cause it's like, you're going to like the jungle or the beach or whatever. And like, I don't know. I just feel like you would wear like stuff that, you know, would be like, you're going where you're going, but yeah. you're on TV too. That's true. You gotta look yeah, good I, I for the know. cameras. Again, I'm nitpicky. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't care. I'm just. <laughs> I believe when Courtney's dad came out to Courtney does turn to someone next to her and says, I told you he would be wearing a suit. Yeah. <laughs> she did say that. Yeah. No. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and uh, hit some of these bigger points from this episode. Then um, starting with this loved ones challenge. Uh, first of all, excellent loved one challenge reveal. I don't know if you guys remember this, but he, Jeff explains the entire challenge. He's like, you're going to be paired up, yada, yada, yada. And then he's like, all right, Eric, let's time to see who you're paired up with. It's your mom. And then his mom comes out and they're like, what? Thought that was really well done. Yeah, that's cool. It was good. And it wasn't like, they didn't like linger too long on anybody. They didn't try to draw out. Yeah. any like really big emotional moment in the like yeah yeah that was like that was a little it was just like just which i get like yeah <laughs> i don't know it's kind of weird because as a viewer you're watching todd meet his sister and they've dubbed it for you as yeah. a viewer so you know what they've said about his sister losing her baby and then mm-hmm. he goes back up and and jeff is like what was the last thing you said there yeah what were you talking about <laughs> yeah it's like are you trying to do that for the sake of the other players? Are you doing that to really hammer the point in for sure. the people watching? Like, I don't know. It still wasn't as bad as it wasn't millennials versus Gen X, or it was like they basically made him stand next to him and say, like, what does this person mean to you? Like yeah. the whole time. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. Was, I see some tears. Can you talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> you, you and Starve got an island for 32 days. How do you feel about seeing your mom? Yeah. <laughs> What's it like having a human relationship? <laughs> no, seriously, I want to know. <laughs> Famously, man, I'm gonna I'm blanking on the precise season and um, contestant this was for, but Jeff's like most famous, uh, just like alien trying to understand human relationships at a loved one's visit moment was uh, somebody's sibling comes out and he's like. It's such a unique relationship between siblings because neither one of you are the parent in this relationship. It's like, actually, it's not a unique relationship. Like most people have siblings. So is it like him saying in the last episode? Um, because the opposite of trusting is not trusting. It, it, yeah. it is very similar. Yeah. It feels like such a like Jeff's like there's something profound here. Uh-huh. I'm not going to get it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But he tried. (laughs) Um, Okay. Let's uh, let's do our standard loved ones visit um, outwatch thing here, which is where we say our favorite loved one. (laughs) (laughs) So quick reminder, we've got Eric's mom, um, Amanda's sister, We've got PG's dad, uh, Todd's sister. We've got Courtney's dad and we've got Denise's husband. Now, of course, we see the most out of Denise's husband, Todd's sister and Amanda's sister based on them being involved um, in the reward. But uh, 
what, did anybody really pop here for y'all? Scott, who was your your favorite loved one? Um, I think Denise's husband was probably mine. Yeah, just because he was old, he just like went in. Yeah, he's like, man, you stink. Yeah, smell <laughs> <laughs> <out> really bad. <laughs> I don't know. Just the way they interacted, I just really it was it was good to see. Mm-hmm. It was like two people in a really comfortable relationship. Yeah, and yeah. it was just great to see. Mm-hmm. Like it yeah, really you was. Tell, like yeah, like you can tell they've been together a long time. Like they're just like totally like partners. It's just yeah. it's awesome. It was good to see. Big Denise episode here for as big of an yeah. episode as Amanda had last episode. Uh, this one's Denise's. Yep. Emily, what about you? Favorite loved one. Um, yeah, I definitely felt the same way about Denise's husband. Um, I w- think I would have liked to see PG's dad. He just seemed really uh-huh. kind and happy. Uh-huh. Um, I liked him. Yeah, I agree. Adam? Um, I was going to point out PG's dad, too, actually, because, yeah, I mean, he seemed like such a nice guy, but he also, like when he was leaving PG or like when they like separated the first time he was like win or like, he just mm-hmm. like said this thing like really quickly. And it was like really obvious where PG gets this like yeah. drive from. Uh, yeah. Um, so I mean like that was really nice to see. I also genuinely Courtney's dad was just yeah, like, something else. I mm-hmm. would love to have seen that guy spend the night at the camp. That would have been amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were really robbed of that. That's disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Okay, I have just a part of the episode queued up here, and there were like five things in this minute long stretch that I could have pulled as a clip. And so I'm just going to run just a portion of the episode here. It's about at the 11 minute mark for you at home. Um, And there's just this isn't like the, the loved ones reward challenge is amazing because it's like chaotic and goofy and fun. And there's like, yeah, just back to back, like 10 wild things that happen here. And so I'm just going to I'm just going to run it here. Um, Here we go. To the center platform. (laughs) Todd, I'm coming to your voice. Stay cool. Bloody nose. Bloody nose. Okay, that was that was Todd (laughs) running into Courtney's dad who goes bloody nose. (laughs) Okay, we're going to keep going. Amanda and Katrina communicating like wild birds. (laughs) Oh my god. It's incredible. (laughs) Communicating like wild birds. (laughs) Okay, there's there's but yet there's more. Stop that noise. PJ. Yeah, I hear you dad. Right here, Lawrence. I'm right here. PG has found her dad, Lawrence. The paper, Lawrence trying to point her in the right direction. That's not going to help when you can't see. <laughs> <laughs> also great. But yet, yeah, there's more. We're still not done. There we go. If I were to pull just one clip, that would be it. (laughs) Courtney yelling daddy. (laughs) Okay. Still more. Where the hell are you? 
Courtney's still looking for her father. Oh, stop it, folks. <laughs> Okay, that's a good place to end it. Yeah, I love that one. <laughs> Stuff it, Probst. I feel like Courtney has gotten so sassy with Jeff. Yeah, yeah like, it's, it's awesome. Great. <laughs> yeah, Jeff kind of like smiles when when Courtney says that too. It's really really good. This was so much fun. <laughs> Sometimes the reward, like the loved one things, are like a snooze. Like who cares? Whatever. But this one was a lot of fun. It also was like. I saw the maze and I like groaned at Emily was like, oh, the blindfolded maze. These are always the worst. Yeah. And like this one actually wasn't too bad. It yeah, was kind of just like usually you see people like completely lost or like banging up their shins yeah. and stuff and just oh, or worse or that. Yeah. Or their <laughs> other parts. And it. Yeah. I hate watching that. But this one was not bad. Yeah, it was great. Um. Okay, and then Adam, we've got the Sprint Blackberry phone here that uh, <laughs> Denise gets a call from her daughter on while they're on the reward. Yeah, crystal clear reception. Yeah, in the middle of a thousand lakes in China, <laughs> that's not a thing. They, they, it was whatever they were calling with. It was not the Sprint network. I can guarantee you that. Like, <laughs> I. I like I, I saw that phone pop up and I was like, oh, please be a Blackberry ad. Like, that's just all I wanted in this world was to see a Blackberry. ad. That would have been so 2007. Mm -hmm. Like Obama uses a Blackberry as the president in 2009. So I'm like so ready for this. Yeah. And, and then it's Sprint. And I just couldn't believe it. It's so bad. Sprint was like a massive sponsor of Survivor, like through through the first i don't know maybe like half of the show there's like every loved one's thing there's usually like a sprint connection like it's you know every commercial break there's sprint stuff there's the sprint fan favorite award that's given oh at reunions uh it's like an extra 100,000 to like a fan vote winner I lived in the middle of nowhere in Indiana, and we did not have Sprint service. There's no way they had Sprint service in China. It's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> hey, that sounded great, though. The clarity <laughs> of that call. <laughs> you could really honestly, that was the thing. Denise kept saying that her her daughter was crying, but I mean, it could have just been the static. You <laughs> really don't know. <laughs> Uh, I wish that there was more overt, like, you know, it was just so great to hear from my daughter on the Sprint Blackberry phone. Yeah, yeah that would have been a testimonial with, like, Sprint did better than anybody else. <laughs> we, had, we had a Verizon phone on that ship, and I couldn't hear shit. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Sprint. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about... Um, one of the major story points from this episode is, like we mentioned, Todd hears from his sister that their other sister um, has had a miscarriage, which, of course, like we said, sad, tragic, terrible. Um, you hate. Yeah, all of us know folks who have gone through this sort of thing. It's a terrible thing to go through. Um, and some of the other players don't necessarily uh, believe this, which you know, being on Survivor, having heard and seen the Johnny Fairplay at the the loved ones reward challenge of it all, 
can you really blame them? Right. Um, Very recently. Like that's not too many seasons behind yeah. this one, is it? Yeah. Yeah. That was season seven and this is 15. So certainly more recently than, you know, some of the other ones we've watched. Uh, I wanted to talk about this and what you, uh, yeah, like your, your mileage with this storyline and this scene um, about how this was handled. Um, and also if you, th- what, what your th- thought was about what was happening as it was happening, right? Did you also um, think that maybe this was fair play 2.0 that was about to happen or um, were you, um, thinking that, that this was genuine news that Todd received too. I'm just interested in your um, your reaction to this storyline here. I thought it had fair play energy to it. Yeah. I I I I wasn't like quite as quick as Eric. I think I'm sure if I was on the show, I would have been. But mm-hmm. like, I I I heard the whole conversation. And in my head, I was like, man, that has a lot of fair play energy to it. Mm -hmm. But he also didn't play it up as much. But maybe that was just like, you know, so I don't know. I totally get why that would be seen as fake. Yeah. Yeah, I get where they were coming from. Just in the exact same way that it happened. Like you meet up with your loved one, you give them a hug and they give you bad news. Yeah. Like, but I mean, it was very reminiscent. Yeah. But if something bad actually happened in your family, like you don't know how much time you're going to have with your loved one. That's when they're going to tell you. Yeah. And I think my immediate reaction was like, wow, this feels very similar to fair play. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, the situation though is so specific. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. And just, I don't know the way that Todd's a strategic player, but he's not like a snake. It's a, it's a very different energy for sure. Yeah. He was definitely affected by it. And yeah. I also don't think like if we want to be really outside of like the emotional, real human experience element of it and just like looking at strategic play, Todd wouldn't try something like that. Todd's not been done before. Right. right? That's the other thing is like Johnny Fairplay is a villain of his season and Todd's not a villain. No, he's not. So, yeah, I I felt I don't know it felt kind of weird for that's why I think I, why I brought up Jeff being like what was that what did yeah. you say yeah <laughs> like okay well <laughs> I think that I don't know we could go into like these are real people yeah, in a exactly. very simulated game and like yeah. those things are colliding here yeah yeah it, it's it's it also it's hard like, to, you know and then people's reactions are like oh it's a game but it's not it's it's real life yeah. people have real lives that's that's something that I think we on this podcast like kind of all of us have trouble like we we have a tendency to call people characters in the show Uh yeah and like we all recognize that they're all real people outside of this like yeah program but like it is really easy to get like siloed into that like these people are are all strategic and like we Mm -hmm. can't trust anything they say or whatever like yeah and this definitely felt like one of those moments where you know okay like do i keep the skeptic hat on Mm -hmm. or do i like except that this is a real person who just heard about a tragedy in his life. Like, right. You know? Right. So. Yeah. And I, I don't know, like, I, I think like, yeah, there's this confessional where Courtney kind of like is mocking what, you know, the, the situation and kind of like, um, miming Todd, like overacting, you know, to the, 
uh, the news. That's where the episode title of he's going for the Oscar comes from. Right. Mm. Um, which is like tough. Um, but also, yeah, like we this is like the complicated, like you said, reality of Survivor, where these are like real people who are also in a television show slash strategy game, you know, yeah. and like. Yeah, if you're Courtney, it's like you see the producers eating this up and you go for it, right? Um, And so, yeah, it's I think that like. Could this have all been left on the cutting room floor? For sure, right? Like from a game perspective, like is there any implication or fallout from this? Like, no, no, there's not. And, And so like there's really no need to include it other than for like the drama and the like oh, are we getting another Johnny Fairplay situation? Um, but again, it's like a, it's a TV show, right? And they want to create that. But I don't know. I think that in, I don't know, in 2021, season 41 of Survivor, if this happens, I kind of think that it's it's maybe left on the cutting room floor or handled differently. It really does nothing. That was the interesting yeah. thing about it is like, we see this happen and then we see Courtney being like, oh, he was faking it. We see everyone talking at camp like, oh, this is Johnny Fairplay. And then they show Todd giving a testimonial and he's like, you know, that was legitimate. Yeah. And that was it. Like they never showed everybody talking together. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of fizzles away. Yeah. So. And it was, yeah, it was good that we got Todd's, you know, telling of the story of like, setting the record straight and getting to have his voice added to it. You know, it's all, yeah. It also could have been from the very start, you know, him, uh, like setting the record straight without allowing us to wonder if it's a thing, but again, drama, television show, reality TV, it's 2007 in particular. Yeah. So exactly. Rough time for reality TV. Yeah. (laughs) Um, okay. Uh, one of the things that does create fallout though is Denise's winning of um, this challenge and bringing Todd and uh, Courtney along, sorry, bringing Todd and Amanda along with her, um, which rubs PG the wrong way. um, And Eric and and Courtney to a lesser extent after Rewatching some Survivor recently and, and recalling other seasons, I'm left with this take. Don't win the loved ones challenge. Because it only makes people mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all. Well, Adam yeah. said was when we were watching it, you were like this. I hate watching this, having to watch somebody choose who else to bring with them. Yeah. Like that's the absolute worst. It really like it it ruins that challenge for me. There's this like moment mm. of like, oh my gosh, like yes, like Denise and her husband get to spend some time together. That's wonderful. But I know that Jeff is about to look at them and say, all right, pick two other people right. that get to experience their loved ones. And everyone else says bye-bye. Like yeah. that is sucks. Yeah, I hate does. that. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think that uh of this group also um you know it's a thing that at one time there was a there have been two blood versus water seasons right where they have like you and a loved one are on the same season one time it's been like former players like returning players and their loved one right if they were to do that again 
I would love to see Todd and his sister on a blood versus water season. I feel like Todd's sister. I'm like, dang, she would be a gamer too. Like the way that, and even Amanda and her sister too, the way there's this scene where like Todd and Amanda and their loved ones are like in the water, like talking shop. I'm Mm. like, this would be, this would be cool to see. Um, I want to see Courtney and her dad. That would be yeah. great too. <laughs> daddy, <laughs> daddy, daddy. <laughs> I like thinking through the loved one visits. Like the best one was still Amazon, because uh, Matt won. He got to decide that everyone else yes. could have their loved one visit, and then he also got it. Like that is legitimately the only loved one visit that has left me feeling like happy for everyone. Yeah. Is it get better to give or receive? That was so annoying. <laughs> well, to, to give always. Um, I also I came to this conclusion after this episode is that the way that Denise talks in confessional and even to other people is like a pro athlete or coach in a post game interview <laughs> where it's like just like meaningless platitudes where she's just like. You know, you never know what's going to happen in this game. So you've just got to make the best decision you can and, you know, hope that things work out in your favor. But you just got to take it a day at a time um, and just, you know, hope that everything everything works out your way. That's fair. So, some people are are more open to direction from the producers than others. <laughs> yeah, I think you're probably right. <laughs> Uh, any more to say about this immunity challenge? This was a, certainly a grueling one. They're slogging through the mud, uh, throwing themselves over and around poles. But man, what just a good classic survivor immunity challenge here. Scott, yay or nay on the challenge? You into it or not? I liked the challenge. I think it's a good challenge. Um, the timing of it is like really... I think it's just good because, yeah, it's like we're down to like the final six. You're going for the final five. Like Mm -hmm. these people, like normally I don't feel like this would be that grueling of a challenge. If you were like fully nourished, I feel like you could kind of jog through it. Yeah. Like it would still be tough, but you'd still, you know, you could get, but like when you're malnourished for like a month and you have to go do that, Mm -hmm. that freaking sucks. It's a lot. It's a lot of willpower at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So I I was a big fan of the challenge. Nothing fancy about it. Just Mm -hmm. like. Just hit the marks. Yep. It's just down and back six times. Mm-hmm. Who's got who who can push through? Like that's all it is. And yeah. It, yeah, it's a it's one of those challenges that is like you're watching it and you just see all of the pain of the last month on everyone's faces. Yeah. But like yeah. it is it is a great like six and a five immunity challenge. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Yeah. And you really felt like when they got a question wrong, like you really felt the defeat with them. Yeah. Because you could tell like like they were realizing, crap, I got to go again. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that really that sucked. That aspect of it, uh, the, you know, guess which of these items was invented in China was a little bit... Uh, incongruent with Survivor, I'd say, but <laughs> they, the rest of it was great. They that whole like... They've done like trivia on this, like yeah. Chinese trivia in this season, like so many times really in have. some capacity. I, it's wild how many times they've done that. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, uh, 
you know, if, if I'm sure in this era, like especially coming out of this season, if you ask someone like, OK, what are the things you need to do to prepare for Survivor? It's like, oh, learn how to make a fire, like get used to sleeping outdoors and learn random trivia about wherever this game is being played. Like, yeah. honestly, the theme never lasts this long. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I said Usually this, by the merge, it's like, who cares what the theme was yeah, anymore? Yeah. Like <laughs> From like the jump, I said that one of the, the big reasons for this season uh, being one that's rewatchable for us is like how well used the location and the theme is. And yeah, here we are 12 episodes in and we're still like it's Survivor China, right? It's not just like Survivor. Uh and I don't know, we we were at the the temple last week, right? We um have really gotten like a lot of cool locational theme type stuff. So for me at least, this holds up really well in that department. Okay, so uh PG wins this challenge, kind of comes from behind. Todd has the chance to win, but he's he chose the wrong answer. Um so he has to go back, which opens the door to PG who was, you know, the de facto boot here before she won immunity. And now PG's in the final five. Uh, she's pretty much played from the bottom this whole time. I think we haven't really, um, we, we've respected her game as somebody who's clearly playing really hard and has a strategic mind, but I don't know if we've really given her um, a fair shake as far as a legitimate contender, but here we are now. Final five, PG's won two straight immunity challenges. Um, Emily, what do you think about PG's shot here uh, to go all the way? If she can keep herself in this game, I think she'd be such a compelling person to win because she honestly has worked so hard and has been so strategic the entire time. Like nobody else really has had to overcome and has successfully overcome some of those challenges that she's faced. Do you think that there's a, a path for PG to get to the end? Um, we talked last episode about maybe her opportunity to gain control of the numbers had she missed it with the James vote. Yeah. Um, outside of just winning out at this point now where it's PG and then Todd, Amanda, Courtney and Denise remaining. Do you think that there's a chance that she has to break into that group or does she have to win out? I think she's definitely got opportunities now because if that alliance of four really did just say like, oh, PG, and then, you know, one of us will leave and then it'll be the final. Like nobody's going to sit there and be like, yeah, I feel confident. Like Denise isn't going to be like, yeah, this will work out fine for me. Or even Amanda, I don't feel like she's in a position that we've seen for her to just be like, yeah, I'll just go along for the ride and that'll get me to the final. Like, I, I feel like people are primed to make some big moves. Yeah, and let's PG's talk about waiting. let's talk about that explicitly here. And the, the main like thing conundrum we're given going into this vote is that they are are working on Denise mostly and Amanda to a lesser extent. And the argument that PG and Eric are making to her is you can either. OK, if you stick with your four and vote the two of us out, you're an, you'll get fourth or you can flip over to us, force a tie. And you're in the final three, right? 
Uh, to that end, do you, do you think that this was a missed opportunity for Denise or Amanda to f- to flip things, or do you think that for either or both of them, it's better to stick with that um, group of four and write it out? <clears throat> I, I think for Denise, she needs to make a move. Like if she if she continues on her path, she's going out at fourth place. She's not making it into the final three as it stands right now. Yeah. Um. So I I think that she needs to make a hard move, and if she gets to the final, I think she has like a compelling story, but she doesn't have very many. She doesn't have any strategic moments. And this gives her that like strategic moment of like, yeah, no, I rode the wave when I when I could and when I had to make a move, I made a move like that's and like plus everything else that goes along with her. I think she has to make a move. I don't think it's too late for her. I think it's less optimal now. Yeah, I guess is what I would say about it. Yeah. Now she's got, you know, Eric, one of your numbers with which you can flip is gone. Right. So now Mm -hmm. if PG and someone else are gonna you know jump ship they've got to get one more right maybe that's amanda yeah. or courtney um but it, it's a slimmer what, margin what happens in a tie in this season yeah like why was that desirable so it, it would function the same way as normal right so it would be i think that um in their case yeah i was wondering about this too because it would like somebody <laughs> would have to flip or it would bounce back onto um let's see so if it's a 3-3 tie on it would be todd and uh eric right then that would make um i guess yeah i guess this makes sense for them right because then that would make todd and eric immune as the people who received the votes pg's still immune because she has immunity and so now it's one of amanda denise or courtney who would draw rocks like all three of them would draw rocks right if no one flips. And in that case, like if you're anyone but Denise on that th- side of three, then that's a favorable outcome, right? Yeah. Yeah, the odds are still in your favor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm like interested in in thinking through this from the perspective of like imagining like imagine that that four, you know, Amanda, Todd, Courtney, Denise imagine it's a final four and you know the jury votes on all of them right like who do you think is the winner in that case and i think that determines you know for player by player if if they should flip right if you think that like no i win if i get to the final three with these people then yeah you stay the course right but if you think i don't then maybe you need to shake things up to get to the end with people you can beat yeah who do you, who do you think would win of if that final four makes it to the final tribal? Who do you think wins? I I don't think that Courtney wins. I think that she can make a compelling case if she really wanted to, but I just don't believe that the jury will buy it. Um, I mean, like seriously, like she if Courtney makes it to the final, I think she like has every she has equal odds to get a million dollars. But like, I don't think the jury will give it to her. Um, I think Todd is going to be the person to beat. <clears throat> I think Amanda can make a really solid argument. Everyone likes Denise. Mm-hmm. So really, it's like, do people buy into Amanda 
or does she get forgotten like Hannah? Do people just stick with Todd because the patriarchy um, <laughs> like we talked about last episode? <laughs> or do they stick with Denise, who everyone likes, everyone trusted, everyone yeah. got along with and like worked her butt off to get there? I, I think that those three people are all really hard to be on their own. I don't know how you pick between them yeah. in a final. And so if I were Denise, I would be doing so much to not be in a final with them. Yeah. Just, like even, even just imagining that I could get to the final with them. I don't want to be in a final with them. Yeah, I think I think Denise just needs to get to the final three, right? I think that her thing right now is with that four, she's most likely to not get to final three. But then I don't know. It it seems like from what we're seeing you know, PG and Todd almost feel like similar spots, right? They're both the like strategic gamers. Um, and then and you wonder how a jury would lean. Would they lean towards the strategic player or the player like Denise? Yeah, who's um, maybe more likable, maybe um, somebody that you feel better about on a personal level giving the money to. But. Yeah, but if if she gets voted out for it, it doesn't matter. Anything else from this episode here before we move on? Um, I do have to share some now that both Jamie and Eric have been um, eliminated. This little showmance of Jamie and Eric. Um, there's some post game fun stuff with them in that they continue dating and they're now married in real life with children. What? Oh. No way! Yeah. Yeah. Shut up. Jamie and That's Eric so made exciting. it. exciting. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. That's cool. There's I this... was worried that Eric would cheat on her with Amanda. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> he thought about it. There's this moment because we, you know, don't really watch the reunion shows. They're mostly skippable. But one of the cringiest moments in Survivor reunion show history, and it's a it's a long list of cringy moments in Survivor reunion shows, happens this season um, because uh, Jeff goes to Eric and he says, Eric, in this season, you tell Jamie and, and the viewers that you're a virgin. Oh. And I know that you and Jamie have still been together since the show and so now i've got to ask are you still oh a virgin God, <laughs> oh, Listen, here's something i was thinking about so in 2007 yeah. i was barely a teenager i'm gonna be honest i wasn't paying that much attention to pop culture but we watched the free britney documentary oh and i read an article about demi lovato recently highly recommend this time period celebrities talking about their virginity was a very popular thing huh. i don't remember that but apparently it was because demi lovato and a bunch of like other disney stars had this like pact of virginity or something that i didn't know about this and then, does kind of vaguely ring a bell yeah, yeah this so is apparently like that was a thing this huh. is like pete jonas brothers right yes yeah yeah like they were and in then that Britney group Spears, they asked her on camera in an interview around this time period like they asked her about this same thing Huh. I I like 
again, I wasn't paying that much attention. What but happened? I don't know why. Like, that's such an interesting tweet, cultural tweet phenomenon. Tweet at Outwatch Podcast. <laughs> What's our handle? Yeah, Whatever it is. At Outwatch Podcast. Yeah, that's okay. That was all right. At Outwatch Podcast. Explain to me what happened in 2007 that made everyone lose their damn minds. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was so... Was it, I, yeah. was it cool? When you said that, Alex, I cringed. But it? also, it's interesting that it's within a larger context of yeah. these questions. You know, Alex, I hear that virginity rocks. So. I, I wondered if that was tied to that. I don't think it is. I saw someone recently in a virginity rock shirt, and I was like, is it 2010? I was I was watching a, like a TikTok video, and someone had a virginity rocks pillow, and I was like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> interesting. So anyway, Eric and Jamie, you know, if they can make it, you know, love still exists. It's not dead. Mm. It found love out in the big lake in China. During a a virginity a confession. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so happy, you know, happy that they're happy. When did that song come out? Am I close in time? <laughs> nah, it was probably later. Yeah, okay. it's got to be later. Time to replay was coming out in 07. Mm. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Riri. Did anyone ask Riri if she was a virgin? Where's that footage, cowards? <laughs> Show <laughs> us the <laughs> tapes. <laughs> okay, let's move on to our goats and participation trophies. Uh, Adam... Please do the honors. Who's going to get your goat? Who is going to get my goat? Indeed. I. Who deserves a a goat this episode? (laughs) I'm going to give it to Denise. Honestly, I think that Denise, I I feel like they went with kind of the safe choice of voting out Eric. um, But Denise won the reward challenge which was great mm-hmm. everyone loves robert um she also smoothed things over with pg really well i thought uh so she like handled her business yeah really well in a way that someone who has been starving for a little bit over a month shouldn't be capable of handling um yeah i, I don't know. and she was a swing boat ultimately so i mean like the reason that mm-hmm. eric even left is because of her so yeah. i'm gonna go with denise yeah, there's Denise's voting confessional, which is aired but not shown, is the like, I may be making the biggest mistake in my game by voting you out. We'll see if that holds true. Yeah. Who's your participation trophy receiver? Pretty sure it's Eric. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Eric with 10 participation trophies. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, uh, what about you? Honestly, it's so hard this week. Nobody stands out for either one. Yeah. I hate copying, but honestly, I'm going to have to go with Denise as the goat for the same reasons. And what about the participation trophy? Mm. I'm going to be a little contrary and just give it to Courtney. Yeah. It's fine. She didn't do much this, this episode. She was there. This is about, you know, there was a lot of um, a lot of hooting and hollering leading up to this vote about what's going to happen. But this is about as cut and dry as a vote can get. It's the member of the minority group who does not have immunity. So. Easy stuff. Scott, what about you? Um, Just to be contrarian, I'm going to. 
I'm gonna give the my goat to PG for winning the immunity. Yeah. Um, because yeah, just to be different. Yeah, that's a good. Point. I, I think yeah. that's totally valid reason yep. to give her a goat. Hard challenge. Yeah. And here she is um, now, final five. And my participation trophy, just for one more time, I'm gonna give it to Eric. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Eric is the participation trophy, the patron yeah. saint of participation trophies. Yeah. Um, I am going to give mine to Denise too. big episode for her. Did she make the right move by not flipping remains to be seen? Um, but we got more from her this episode than I think at any other point this season. Um, I don't know my participation trophy. I'm, I'm tempted to also give it to Denise, right? Because it's like a big episode yeah. for her, but like maybe it's a big mistake too. Um, yeah. I think she gets think, one of each. I think you could argue that like it's a big episode for her, but she also didn't do anything. So, yeah. Like, I, yeah. like, yeah, yeah that's a totally valid Consequentially argument. in the game, yeah. 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 It's ultimately the ball is exactly where it was before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, big, big um stuff happening here in our fantasy update um folks the gap is as tight as possible um now with scott having the heavy uh person advantage we've really seen things tighten so after this week in third place now is emily's lejue tribe uh having received 15 points uh from courtney this week and now in a two-way tie for first place with 445, so a mere five points above Emily's tribe, are both Adam's and Scott's tribes. Adam pulled in 15 from Denise this episode, while Scott doubled the field, pulling in 30 points, 10 apiece from Todd, Amanda, and PG. I almost got max points from Denise. Almost, yeah. I was an immunity challenge away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Denise really carrying a lot of weight for you now. <laughs> I just need one of Denise or Courtney to... Well, I need them to just not win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got a three out of five chance, Scott, of, of yeah. having the winner on your tribe. Ridiculous. Let's go. And like all of them have completely valid arguments for winning. Yeah. Let's go. I really, if that's the final three, I'm going to poop. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just pooped my pants. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, uh... I probably pooped on myself. <laughs> yep. That'll be me when it's PG, Amanda, and Todd in the final three. Honestly, like that would be such a good final three. I'd be so here for that. Like, yeah, that'd be such a good episode, right? Yeah. Uh, this, you know, no spoilers, of course, but one of the calling cards of this season is an excellent final tribal council. So, Ooh. Oh, cool. Ooh. yeah, get hyped. This, this, this season, I don't know how anyone else felt about it, but I felt like this season's kind of been like just slowly going up. It's like it yeah. didn't start like bad by any means. Mm -hmm. But like late game, it's just been really great. Like I love the people in this. Like yeah, I've actually really like. It's not like I ever don't enjoy watching the Survivor episodes that we talked about, but mm -hmm. this one I like especially look forward to watching. Yeah, because it's just been really cool to see everybody and the challenges and everything. I really like this season. Yeah, I like the cast. Um, I feel like they're not like super like like the personalities aren't really that huge. 
mm-hmm. like in terms of like we can't find like a meme or anything for the season but yeah like mm-hmm. the gameplay's been good yeah well and it's like they all seem like really they all generally seem like fun people like mm-hmm. people that i would enjoy being with mm-hmm. like yeah in some capacity so it, you know like I, I don't think I would enjoy hanging out with a lot of people from previous seasons, but like <laughs> there aren't many. Like I think there's Jean Robert. I don't know if there's anyone else that I'd really be like I would hate hang Dave? out with that person. <laughs> Who? Dave. I wouldn't want to hang out with Dave. You're right. There's two. <laughs> yeah, I would hang out with Chicken though. I bet that'd be a good time. Damn. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you know, hanging with Chicken would be sweet. <laughs> You're setting something on fire that night. Like you yeah, know, yeah. Like yeah. something is gonna be on fire. Yeah. You're gonna make something explode. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that's good. I, I was gonna ask it just to check in with how everyone's doing with this season, but that's that's good to hear. This has been a fun rewatch for me too, and especially these last two episodes that we've talked about, the James Boot and then this one. I think have both been uh, really fun. So yeah, we are barreling towards the conclusion here. And that means next time on Outwatch, we will continue our Survivor China rewatch with Survivor China's penultimate episode, the second to last one, titled Hello, I'm Still a Person. Make sure that you're following or subscribe to our feed wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to rate and review this episode if you've enjoyed your time here with us. Uh, And also check out the listener support option in our description. If you want to pledge or donate some money our way to keep producing the show, that would go a long way. You know, Paramount Plus is here. We're past CBS All Access. And um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but there's more ads now. So uh, an ad-free subscription would be cool. We'll see you next time. (laughs) 